Stereo. Enough! I have had enough with all of you! Do you understand me? I've heard it! I've heard Dude. it! Holy smokes. You look like shit. You see, the <laughs> effects of that 60-minute Iron Man match still on the back on. Okay, Jeez, still on the yeah. face of MJF. We got Jungle Jabroni, we got Dangerous Darbs, the incel skateboard, and mime, and we've got Sammy in about seven months. I'm gonna propose to a new girl, Guevara. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name, Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. That's flair! <laughs> Probably looked like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! Not with me! I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. Wrestling Day! Ladies and gentlemen, ODM. Wow, that was fast. I wasn't prepared. You caught me off guard. But not really. <clears throat> As usual, I struggle trying to figure out how to open the show. And there's something I wanted to talk about before we got into news, before we got into wars, before we got into this week in wrestling. So I'm just going to bring it up now, and we're just going to open up with a discussion. Okay? Wow, this happened quick. Wow, we're firing in. Hot. <laughs> you, you, I was coming making in it hot. a rib to throw you off guard. You're like, you know what? Since nope. we're talking Fuck about this, all that noise, this is Jack. an intervention. <laughs> yep. Um, we have to have a talk, Mark. Um, no. <laughs> so, did you see that Omega is slated to fight El Hijo del Vikingo? You see that? Right. I did. If okay. you, you know, had taken a look at our notes, uh, I looked for it, it in there. I didn't see point. it. But maybe I just missed rampage. It, it was that's announced, fine. but yes. Oh, I, rampage! I, that's why. That's why. To be... That's why I didn't pay attention because I don't look at rampage because <laughs> nobody does. My bad. <laughs> I was trying to be astute with my news well, and in order. Well, well, thanks for ruining it. No, that's fine. We can just talk about it now instead. I saw a take, a fan take that I thought was really good, and it was great because it wasn't toxic. You know, like the IWC can be at times. It was very straightforward and to the point, and it was an excellent point. It was. You know, I'm sure it's going to be a great match and all, but did anybody in AEW think that maybe you could have El Hijo on the show for a couple weeks? 
trying to introduce them to people that may not know him because not all AEW fans are super marks. Why don't you just bring him on TV, show what he can do in the ring, introduce his character, tell us who he is, and then put him in a match with Omega. Doesn't have to even be a feud, but why don't we get to know this guy first? And then at that exact point, you can build up viewership for that said uh, dynamite. Yeah. I mean, you have all these things that are coming up. I'm sure you have like, what is it? Uh, spring break, beach blast, all the stupid shit that they do in like February. Mm-hmm. You know, so plenty of t- or not February, they're not Jesus April. Christ. Uh, that in April they do all like these uh, upcoming events that'll be leading into shit. You could even do it at your upcoming battle of the belts. Tell me one battle of the belts show that has ever done. Anything well. I mean... Terrible. I think one of them had Adam Cole and Hangman Page. Yeah, I think you're right. For the title. Yep. And they went on first, which told me everything I needed to know. Yep. They opened the show with a Texas death match. So, yeah. Uh, Terrible. Did that picture come through to you? It did. Holy crap. So, I long before we even hit record, I sent... ODM a picture. I was like, well, did you see what MJF looked like on Dynamite? And when he took his glasses off, yeah, uh, I don't know how much you could really kayfabe that one, pal. I, well, oh, well, no. And listen, I'll tell you what, I've I gotten a knot on my head once when I was a kid, and same thing, I look like a raccoon like a week later, because that shit will. If it's like right above your eyes, just, the blood just pools in your fucking sinuses, and yeah, you get that. Um, you know, on break, we'll talk. Uh, I've got an idea already. I'm um, how you want to put a knot into your head? Yes. Cool. Obviously. Well, hey, let's get the official with this show. First, thanks for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look at we got a lot going on today, but also not a lot. A, lot, a little bit of news. We got a little bit of results, and we got a little bit of uh, the Monday Night Wars. And one of my favorite things is we are going to be talking movie of the week, this week, I am taking a page out of ODM's book when he did his take on Cabin in the Woods. I'm going to do kind of the same thing. I want you to take a ride with me on this week's movie. But let's dive into some news here. Uh, this one necessarily for me isn't news, it, or it is actually, but I want to find out your take. It's kind of one of the biggest things. Three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, was Elimination Chamber. The Friday night before on SmackDown, Bray Wyatt goes, and I'm going to face the winner of that match between Lesnar and Lashley. What? That's weird. And then Lesnar low blows Lashley, and that feud just stopped. To be honest with you, thank you. I think we understood. You know what? Some dream matches are not meant to happen. Yep. That being said, the push for almost and and uh, Bobby or uh, Brock Lesnar is happening, but we were seeing Wyatt and Lashley for a moment. We saw the Muscle Man dance, and that's it. And we are from this recording today, two weeks away from you know kayfabe pal night two of WrestleMania. Jesus. So, Bray Wyatt is nowhere to be seen on SmackDown the last couple of weeks. There's been stupid sightings. I saw, like, there was a little moth, there, the Firefly moth or whatever, pick, like a little sticker or something in the background while 
LA Knight was talking to Rey Mysterio. What, are they going to reignite that feud again? I'm not sure. But there was reports that Wyatt has been dealing with a physical issue. I think the physical issue is they physically don't have him set up for anything at WrestleMania. Yeah, so, you know, part of me, my answer to this is, who gives a shit? Like, that's my easy answer. But I'm going to save that because I'm actually going to use that for another piece of news. Well, but, hang on. Wait, wait. You're saying who gives a shit? We should. We should. We should, but that's the, the problem. Came back in October and we were going nuts. We're like, finally, he's going to get to do his thing. But I have, October, how many months ago? Six months ago, and he hasn't done shit. He hasn't on done TV. shit. Exactly. It was weird. And because one of the things that I said was, like, I was right, but I wasn't right in the way that I wanted to be. I said he was going to do something different. And boy, did he, but it was still more of the same. He should have went back to fucking Cape Fear Bray Wyatt. That's what we should have gotten because he could talk. Now, when he talks, yeah, he can talk, but I don't give a shit. All right. So, let, I mean, let's get down to what I think is actually happening. Man, I don't know. Because it's hard, because we don't know, you know, because before it was, well, maybe Vince is fucking up his character. Maybe that's what's happening. And then he comes back, and it's more of the same. So maybe it was Bray that was doing it. Maybe creative is like, okay, enough of this fucking nonsense. Let's get out of here. Or maybe Bray isn't getting to do what he wanted, and creative is still just fucking him over. We don't know what the fuck is happening. I mean, well, it's funny and, because... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please. I was going to say, and now they're doing this whole Roxanne Perez thing where they're being real tight-lipped about it. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on with that and her... Um, so with this, it's, it's kayfabe. It, it, no, the injury, no, what happened, the fainting was kayfabe, but they're using it to cut her off a TV because something else is going on, but they're being very tight lipped about it. So, so with this, I mean, who knows? It could be fucking all of the above for all we know. The fact of the matter is I don't care anymore about Bray Wyatt yeah. and I'm glad he's off TV and I'm glad he's not involved in a match with Lashley because you know, Lashley has actually been like a fucking a force to be reckoned with lately. Could they have booked him better? Certainly. But Bray, I, that that experiment, that ship has sailed. And I'm done with it. I will it. say, minus the, <clears throat> excuse me, the flub of a storyline with Rusev, Lana, Lashley, mm. and I forgot who else was. It was another guy involved. I don't even care. Um... Or another girl. I think it was like Summer Ray or some random shit. No, it was Liv. Remember, Liv did that whole lesbian. Why are you? Oh, jeez. Thank you. That was oh, like one God. week too, or it was like two weeks. That's right. The single white <laughs> female setup too It was so terrible. Oh, Jesus. But besides that, he had a good feud with Sammy. Yeah. He's been. He was booked as the world champion. He mm-hmm. beat Drew. I thought Drew was definitely going over at WrestleMania 37. Remember, it was the opening match that we had to wait for rain delays yep. because of uh, what was going on there. But all being said, I think he's been booked very well. Mm-hmm. Her business. Problem is, what do you do right now? And I think I read either an interview, a tweet, or something, and he said the words, I've worked too damn hard to not tweet. be there. It was a tweet, yep. Yeah. So you know what? I, I'm 100% with and him. And he said, he said, I'll take on Gray, anybody. Yeah, and Bray is the reason that all of this is happening. Lesnar said, no, 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 I'm good. I don't need to deal with uh, witchery and stupid videos. You know, that's something else. You know, when he was Cape Fear Bray Wyatt, that's the wording we'll go with. Mm. Amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Think about his meeting with The Rock at WrestleMania 32. You have no idea, my friend, who you are dealing with. I mean, he was... It, 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 right there, it was like, okay, this dude is the next taker. This is sick. And then <laughs> you go to him with the one year later with Orton. And now we're like, okay, well, we're going to throw maggots and cockroaches worms. in the ring and worms over on a projector. And then, ooh, ooh, next month, let's have it inside of an old beat up fucking wooden cabin in the woods and pretend like that's my my own house and we'll we'll have you set it on fire that'll be fun Mm -hmm. all that stupid shit and then it got worse and then it became more about um then let's burn you alive in the middle of the ring paranormal character can't you just talk be the guy go in wrestle goodbye that's it i don't need ten thousand characters who gives a fuck about uncle howdy uh his vince mcmahon character the bunny the Blade, The Butcher, all of it. I don't give a shit. Ooh, there you go. He could go to fucking AEW and be with The Blade and The Butcher and The Bunny. Might as well at this point. And as, as Cornette says, the candlestick maker. <laughs> you know, I do got to say, as a quick little, <clears throat> I think we'll, we'll turn about people going to AEW. I have to say this now. I can't wait to talk about one of the debuts. And they're doing something in the exact same fashion that I watched someone debut or, or seen a lot of the debut and how things are going to go. This is great. Anyway, uh, the Bellas have officially quit WWE or walked away or just not renewing contract. I'm not sure what the term is that you want to use, but they are now the Garcias. I think one's a Danielson. I'm almost pretty sure. Uh, maybe not. But yeah, so... It's funny because people are like, oh, man, they would fit in really well with the outcasts. That'd be no, nope. nope. they're not going to AEW. Ray ain't coming home. Yeah, their time in wrestling is done, I think. Yeah, uh, so, remember remember uh, last time when I said I don't care? Yeah, that's my answer here. Uh, I don't care. Oh, man, you're going to say that a lot. Yep. No, maybe not. On this next one, I don't think you will. Nope. Forbidden Door 2 has officially been announced, and that is June 25th. Good news, my man. I'm in town. Oh, nice. I'm working uh, Jazz Fest again this year, so we may have to set up to watch this. I think we can pull that off. So the uh, last year, you had FTR win the IWGP championship or Tag Team Championships. Uh, Moxley defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim or vacant or whatever the fuck you want to call it championship because Punk had to drop it. Adam Cole, is that's where he got injured. Against Okada, Jay White, and Hangman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's also where we had, which is weirdly enough, the match stealer of the night was Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. But that being said, there's been a rumor that Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega 2 will be happening at Forbidden Door in June. Now, that would be the follow-up to what just happened in Japan. Kenny got the win in Japan. I could see Osprey going over here. Mm-hmm. Make this a new trilogy that's worth seeing. 100%. Last decent trilogy that we saw in singles, I really feel like, was Omega and Pac. Yep, you just took the words right out of my mouth. They had the all-in, then they had... They had a dynamite uh, match, the, the Iron Man match. Oh, yeah. The, that one, and then there was the one that was at 
uh, I think it was All Out. No, they didn't fight All In. It was All Out because it was supposed to be Moxley and Omega. Mm. And Moxley had like a tendonitis in his elbow or some shit like that. I don't remember. Mercy, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm down for that. I could see if FTR is making their way back, them having a match against someone as well. Right now, Okada is your champion. And we're going to get into some news a little bit later, but it would be interesting to see. But you know who I'd really like to see come over? Mercedes Monet. He's your never open weight champion oh. right now, man. Wait, who would you say? Never open weight champion. Is that Carl Anderson? No, my no. man. That is the man who stole, not stole it, beat Carl Anderson at Wrestle Kingdom, man. He still has the championship. That's the bad boy, Tamatanga. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so let's say Danielson Okada, hopefully. Because we didn't get it last time. Uh, he Yeah, okay. And then <clears throat> Tamatanga. Who would be good for Tamatanga? Right now, he comes in as a face. That's how he is. You know who would be great for him to face off against? Juice Robinson has been making his way into AEW as of late. Yeah. And that's kind of a bullet club face off. Sure. You could do or, that. Man, I would take. <clears throat> oh, my God. Ooh. You know who I would take? Who? Go. <laughs> Darby. Darby would be good. Darby would be good. I was going to say MJF. <clears throat> nah. <laughs> Look at Nah. 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 No, no, no. And I, come on, man. You know me. I love Tamatanga. And this is assuming that after double or nothing, that MJF is still the world champ. Is mm. that kind of what you're assuming? No. Just think it'd be interesting because MJF could just talk a bunch of shit and Tama would fucking fire back. Could be good. I don't know. I, I it's let's see how it plays out. There, there's a lot of dream matches we it's, can talk about. And remember, we made our own set oh yeah. of dream matches last yep. year, that was and hard. I think not one happened. No. Maybe one at best. You know what you're gonna get? You're I gonna think get, I, you're gonna get Tama Tonga versus Chris Jericho. <laughs> That's what you're gonna get. <laughs> don't bother meeting up, man. I got other shit to do in town. <laughs> so I, I think this was. Uh, I'm glad that. LA Knight, I, he's slowly just climbing up the ranks he of is. someone I actually like. He is. Um, and I didn't after- realize his yeah thing. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> it until recently. It's- and then I found I found some compilations on YouTube that are great. The was- yeah. Was he and doing that in Impact too? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's been doing yeah? it for years. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some Mark found an old picture of LA Knight. Two pictures of Ellie Knight and Becky Lynch together. One just side by side is the selfie. Looks like Knight's holding the camera. Second is where she is on top of his shoulders. Like if you were playing a game of chicken, they weren't in a pool. I don't, you know, just standing or whatever. And someone immediately goes, I didn't, in this person who put the picture up, I didn't realize that Ellie Knight and Becky Lynch used to date. My mind is completely blown right now. And he jumped right on it. He said, because we didn't. You're jumping to bullshit conclusions, so let me squash this before you guys take this anywhere. God, I really fucking hate the internet. It's really true. If you see a selfie of me and ODM, what kind of conclusions? Never mind. So, (laughs) man, it looks like I added a lot of the news this week. Oh, shit. This never happens. It's give and take. Finn Balor did a tweet to Mick Foley. This has been pretty popular. A lot of people have seen it. I laughed. Hey, any advice? Because, obviously, he's accepted the upcoming Hell in a Cell match. You're asking a guy who actually never won one of these 
Best thing to do is study all my Hell in a Cell matches and do the exact opposite. <laughs> I kind of miss Mick Foley. The more I'm watching him on Raw now, I kind of miss him on TV. Oh, yeah. I think he'd be great. It, I, I, look, at I get the Adam Pierce thing. It's all right. But he came out of nowhere and all of a sudden was just like, He's making matches. I'm like, that's cool. He was an NWA champion multiple times and whatnot, but no one knows him or gives a shit. No. It's like almost as worse than John Laurinaitis. You can't even boo him. You're like, I don't know what to do. I don't yeah, know who you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um you know who he should be asking advice is fucking the guy that he's fighting in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> he's got some experience too. And he did make mention on Raw. He said, you can't even com- compete with the type of demons I have. Okay, we're getting Demon Baylor. Oh, yeah. Did one of us not say Hell in a Cell, Demon Baylor? And then I said, uh, maybe uh, we'll get Brood Edge. You go, it could, it's, it's been It's going to happen. I know, but. Yeah, no, th- but no I think that's already the plan. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I mean, that's what's being reported. That's I'm what all we're gonna for get. it, man. Oh, fuck yeah. It'd be cool if he came in the way he did at, uh. I don't know. I bet you WWE doesn't fuck around with dropping people from the ceiling anymore. I was going to say the way he came in at WrestleMania 15 during the Hell in a Cell with Taker and Boss Man, Mm. they came down, him and Christian. I'm just saying that would be kind of cool, but I don't know if they, for some reason, I think they don't drop people from the ceilings anymore. No, probably not. Probably not. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. I'm kidding. Uh, Soraya. Soraya was fined. She even put a tweet out. Yes, I indeed got fined for saying twat on live TV. Twat. (laughs) Because she used the same wording that Ruby Soho used. The neck bearded fat uh, whatever. But this time she goes, all you neck bearded fat twats. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. But why do you get fined for twat? It's not even like, it's not even a curse word in this country. Well, right. And see, but see, that's the weird thing. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, and I won't say it, you know, you know, there's the C word, right? We'll see you next Tuesday, right? That like, that just shows you how different it is for here in Britain, because in Britain, the C word. Oh, cunt. <laughs> Thank you. Kayfabe, pal. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Kayfabe, pal. <laughs> That's actually uh, 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 can be a term of endearment. I heard uh, Ricky Gervais telling a story about that. He's like, he was walking by one day and he saw a couple cops, and the cop looks over. He goes, "Hey, Mister Gervais, you're a funny cunt." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, okay. yeah, I mean it's you know, so it's weird. Twat though, yeah, I, it's one of my favorite words. Twat. Uh, if you go back to one of our hidden tracks from just about a year ago, my bowling alley, I used it. Told the girl she was lazy. Followed by a twat. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> this one I saw. I hated. It bothered me. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and call it a clickbait. But I'm going to go ahead and say this is bullshit. Enzo, or real one, real one, claims he was at the curtain call live. 
man, I don't even know how old this kid is. And I'd like to know where he was living all through his youth and shit. I bet, you know, he acts like he's from Jersey and all that shit and from the Bronx. But I bet you he probably grew up in like fucking Virginia and then they moved there when he was like 11. But please go on. Let me hear this. Yeah. So he was born in 86. The curtain call was in 96. So he would have been 10. So that part checks out. Um, he did actually. At MSG. You were at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, okay. uh, yeah. And he was, uh, he did, uh, was born and grew, and grew up in Jersey. So being able to make that wouldn't be, uh, much of a stretch. But again, it's fucking Enzo. So you're telling me this wouldn't have come up in an interview that you've done already? Like this is just coming out now? Okay, mm-hmm. bro. I mean, all those years of, oh, Dusty's my mentor. You could have very easily had been like, and you know, I was there when the curtain call happened. I was like, yo, this is what I'm going to do one day. I'm going to wrestle. Bullshit. Yep. I just hate that he did it because no one could really debunk that. Like, come on, man. At that time, everybody was using disposable cameras. You can't tell me you didn't bring one and take a picture. I yeah, did. right. Everybody looks like ants from the ring, but I don't give a shit. Took my pictures anyway. <laughs> uh, Danhausen tore his peck at Revolution. How? Good. I bet you it was probably doing his... Uh, he didn't do anything. He probably went, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you're cursed. Ah! <laughs> he wrestled at Revolution. He was a part of the tag team match with uh, Orange oh, Cassidy. that's right. Yeah. There is a great picture, by the way. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it was Lethal, Jarrett, and both guns in a circle standing over one of the acclaimed guys doing a circle of scissoring. And you got to see the picture, and it's Aubrey Edwards in the corner looking disgusted as shit as they're doing it. I'm like, you know, refs really don't get a whole lot of credit for when they're playing their part as well. I mean, besides holding the ladder. But I thought that was pretty hysterical. Do you know, there was actually a live mic in the corner when she was doing that. Do you know what she was saying? Oh, was there? Do you know what she said? No. This is terrible. Okay, you had me. You had me. You had me. Wow, that was really good. (laughs) She didn't sing Dope Show? Nah, she had too much peanut butter stuck on her teeth. (laughs) Jesus, I'm not even out of the news and I'm already dying here. Okay, two more things. Speaking of fun stuff, uh, Davey Richards apparently is retiring amidst... Domestic violence allegations. Uh, he's married to Angelina Love, if you remember her from Impact. Yep. And I mean, oh, Jesus Christ, never mind. I won't make that kind of joke. Her face is plastic. Anyway, um, he just thought it was. I don't know. He just uh, <laughs> yeah. he ended up retiring, and a, a lot of promotions were already pulling him from events but he retired and said i don't want to put a black mark on any promotion that i uh work for just women's faces (laughs) 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 i'm not advocating for it i'm just saying that's what he probably said Okay, so what I was going to say earlier is how much damage can you do? I mean, have you ever punched one of those old school 1970s or 80s babies dolls? Yeah, again. You break your fucking knuckle punching He thought he was things. just collapsing like a milk cart, you know, a milk jug to get in the recycling bin. 
But it's funny, though. He's retiring after people were already pulling him from the pros. And it's like, you're fired. No, no, no. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Last one. This is a giggle. Hey, man. How long has it been since I've been able to bring up not only Soraya, but Brad Maddox in the same set of news? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He has admitted that his wrestling career, his career with WWE, everything was ruined because... He had an addiction to porn and sex. And I guess his addiction to porn is likely what led to his wanting to record him and Soraya and do all the things and have that three-way with Xavier Woods or the four-way with the NXT championship there as well. Um, Man, I mean, I... I mean, I, I I like to, uh, you know, knock one back every now and then, but Jesus Christ, I mean, to lose your job over it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's kind of messed up. You know what's really funny, you know, just using this as a bridge to talk about Soraya some more. On social media, I've been seeing WWE posting, uh, they're doing like a behind-the-scenes thing on Paige's run in WWE. Uh, awfully weird timing. Very weird. And she is a part of the biography. I feel like that's about uh, The Rock coming up. And they show her and how The Rock got a hold of her for her family, mm-hmm. for wrestling with my family, all that. Yep. And they're promoting that on WWE television while she's over saying twat on Dynamite. Yeah, well, you know, life is funny. Wrestling's funnier. I guess it is. Well, hey, you know what? It's been two weeks in a row. Suck it, Buster. You haven't had any work to do. It's a good thing we pay you the least amount. Um, well, actually, the most, as we talked about it, you know, because yeah, pretty much, yeah, we're we're dues. in the red. He's in the black, at least. So, yeah, hey, either we're doing really great or he's slacking. I'll take it either way. Meanwhile, fucking talk about some some wrestling, some wrestling. moments of the week here. We're we're gonna get down. Um, we actually had something a little bit on every one of the shows. So on Monday, as we already said, Hell in a Cell is set. Edge versus Baylor. Uh, Austin Theory uses the STF to defeat Dawkins. That was pretty on, cool on Raw. Yep, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Very good, uh, good moment. Cody Rose defeated LA Knight, uh, and they did close out Raw with the Usos and Solo Sokoa beating down Kevin Owens, and Solo got the win. The best part of the night is where Lesnar almost made it over the top ropes from the clothesline. Three tries, was it? Not two. Okay, I thought it was three. Well, I mean, he got it on try two, if that helps. But okay. I mean, like, oh. look it. It's a big boy to throw over the rope. I mean, it's... Yeah. But then again, I almost am like... I almost am on almost his side. Because I'm like, mm, do you want to really push and manhandle him? Or do you want to let him throw himself at the top rope? Because... I seen what he did to Bra- uh, Braun Strowman Braun, for yeah. just a little extra push. Slow you know, down. I'll just I'll, I'll lightly throw him over. I, that's kind of my thought on it. I don't know, but it's going to be cool. He hasn't been able to lock in a German suplex. That's going to be a big thing. He's been he's got it locked, but can't throw him. So that'll be big at WrestleMania. It'll be a good huge moment. Other than that. I have zero interest in this match. This no. I have about as much interest in this match as I did when Lesnar faced Ambrose at WrestleMania. 
Yeah, that one was a shit show. Even some of the ones with Rollins. I mean, let's look back at some of Lesnar's more notable performances. You've got the one about uh, against Goldberg. That was a minute and a half squash, which was interesting just because none of us expected that. So you have that. But then there's three matches, in my opinion, that any one of these guys could have beaten Lesnar and it could have been a good storyline, and they were decent matches considering they're against Brock Lesnar. Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. All three of those matches Kobe were Kingston. solid. <laughs> I remember Wheezy was actually over, and I had it was the first SmackDown on Fox, and I was Fox. and I remember I had looked at Wheezy, and I'm like, "Listen, man, this is going to take about 30 seconds. Don't worry, we'll go out and smoke afterwards." Sure as shit, didn't I, even take that. And and he's and he's like, "That was gay." I'm like, "It's exactly what I expected." <laughs> and we're not saying there's anything wrong with it. There's some things that it's anyway. Yeah, um, on not Tuesday, that wrong NXT. <laughs> Uh, again, and uh, HBK living out his uh, boyhood dreams again. An uh, NXT women's title match is now set for stand and deliver, and it's a ladder match. And it's because Perez is dropping the title or whatever's going on. Yeah. They're... Kayfabe or not kayfabe wise. Yeah. Dynamite opens up with the Reba Mitzvah of MJF. Comes out. Has a lot of girls. They all kind of give a kiss on the cheek, kiss on the cheek. Last one, he makes out with pretty hard. Gets in the ring, balloons everywhere. He's all dressed up like a, a pimp. And then as he's getting started, first comes out Jungle Boy, then Sammy Guevara. And I go, oh, please do it. Please do it. And then dun, 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 boom, boom, boom. I go, oh, my God, yes. This is the first time we've had all of the four pillars in the ring at the same time. And I literally wrote this on the side here. Where the fuck has this been? Where has this been? I mean, okay, fine. I like the build. At the same point, holy shit. I absolutely hope, hope, double or nothing is four-way match. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I guess, you know, I hate those fucking matches, but the thing is with four For of them. For these four guys? with But these four guys, and the thing is, on the on the lead up, they could all interact, you know, cross ways. You know, you've got two faces, you've MJF got two and, uh, M- MJF and Guevara could tag together against Jungle Boy and Darby. You have a singles match between Darby and Guevara or, or anything, or even, Jesus, Darby and Jungle Boy one-on-one. Yeah. In the lead up. Yeah, you know forcing them to you face each time. other. Yeah, yeah. MJF could be Dude. like, ooh, I talked to Tony. And I said, you know what? You guys are two of the four pillars of AEW. You guys should fight each other to see who's really on top. You know? Yeah. And the match doesn't have a winner because Guevara gets involved. There you go. See, we, yeah. we should put our resume Missed in. opportunity. We should and be like, hey, we have, a, we have a line on Adderall, too, if you need. <laughs> <laughs> I used to. Not really. The best part is... When MJF got so pissed off, he took off his sunglasses and the picture I've already referenced, you know, how his eyes looked in his face. Darby, Max, you look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) It was just real. I I was like, thank you. Good stuff. Um, It was great. The lines that uh, Darby used, you know, talking about dropping out of school uh, because he'd rather be himself than what the teacher or everybody else wants him to be. And when he got to AEW, the only reason he's here and wants to be here is because he can be what he wants to be. He can't be what he wants to be everywhere else. Hey, man, I think that's awesome. But then he goes, and if you won't you know, give me this shot, 
I'm going to take my skateboard and beat it out of you. I was like, oh, my God. I just love it. I'm going to lose my mind the day Darby Allen wins that championship. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't think you – why can you not? Why does MJF have to have a long heel Roman Reigns kind of uh, title reign? Ric Flair won and lost 16 times. 17, technically. 17 losses. Yeah. But my point to that is, why can't MJF just pick the title right back up in about uh, uh, about six months from Darby? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, my family are being a bunch of fucking hooligans, so I apologize for the background noise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is with Darby, I think it's just tough just because of his size. You can make him a transitional champion. I agree with you with MJF. It doesn't need to be a long reign. Um, yeah. He's homegrown. Not, I mean, not homegrown, not homegrown Darby, but... but- yeah, homegrown enough from the very beginning, and most people who didn't know him, look at I didn't know Darby Allen at all. Me neither until uh, one of the very first pay per views that they did, mm-hmm. um, and it was those hardcore matches. And then he had matches against Cody, and it, it just kind of progressed. And I was like, this guy's really fucking good. So I think it's it, it would be well overdue. My point is this: if you gave it to Hangnail, you get, definitely could give it to Darby. No, I, I I don't disagree with you fucking there. Who's the first person to see him punk Juan to fight? Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. Yeah, it's fucking A, man. And it was a good match, too. Fucking solid match. I got to tell you, Still you just brought up. I love the part where Darby does his coffin drop and punk just sits up at the last second. God, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> you know, you brought up, I'm going to do my weekly cornet reference here just because you brought up CM Punk. Uh, you know, on the drive through uh, this past drive through that's the one where they all do song submissions from fans. Some of them are mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Some of them are dumb. This one guy did one. It was like six minutes long. They didn't play the end, but this guy does a soul song. His voice is beautiful, but it's basically like an old 70s soul style love song to CM Punk. Basically, you've gone away. You're you're never coming back. Why did you break hurt us like this? It's fucking great. It's fucking great. You got to check it out. I, Just skip ahead to the end of the episode and of, listen to it. Speaking of song and then cornet, I do like the. Uh, what do you see? A sausage egg with big old cheese or egg and cheese. Or however oh, he, he does. He yeah. Fuck around with cult yeah, personality. Yeah. I love that. The cult of meat with extra cheese. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Blackpool Combat Club is just straight up heel. They are beating the living shit out of Dark Order and Adam Page. That is an ending. I guess we're going to keep going. What's weird is that the end of Dynamite had all those guys (sighs) plus the Elite. Are we about to get another uh, Blood and Guts or one of those big arena matches like where Kingston was a zombie? I don't know. Probably. Probably. Or, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. I mean, you know, fuck it. Who cares? He can go back with those bitches. I say let let Omega leave. Fuck. Have Omega turn on the Bucks and Page. I'd love it. That won't happen. Of course it's happen. not going to happen, but, you know. Well, I can not, after, not after they got in a fight with Punk and he was carrying the dog. And there's a lot happening, man. <laughs> um, Jade Cargill retained against uh, Sky Blue Vodka. That's what I'm going to start calling her or no 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 yeah i don't know who oh no sky blue vodka was later in the night my bad um no it was another jobber and she goes is that the best thing that you guys have here in canada is that the the best you have and then taya valkyrie comes out decent pop and i'm like okay here we go 
Another one. We're just going to pick them up and do the same thing. And you know what, man? She has the same exact setup that Keith Lee had. You appear on a dynamite. Your first match is on Rampage two days later against a nobody. That's exactly what happened. Taya won in, in a, her debut match. Now, I got to say something. I did. I, I, I beat on her face a lot. Not per, I'm not, I don't mean like Davy Rich's style. I meant like I made fun of her quite a bit. Cause I, I was like, God, God damn, she's just not really, bleh. but you ever see someone that has a lot of goddamn like lip injections, a lot of face injections, all that shit. And then finally, once it settles, you're like, Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. You're okay. Now I think the last year or two of being away from seeing her, I'm like, okay, she's a little bit better looking. I think now, I don't know. I, I think the, the balloons have deflated a bit in the face. I thought you were going to comment on her in-ring style, but no, we can make it superficial. Well, no, I'm, I'm going back because <laughs> I, that's what, that was my thing is I was like, I can't look at her. She's just, yeah, no, I got it was you. like a giant duck. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but terrible. I got to be honest though. Kind of like it. Kind of like her being, if she could be the one that will step up and take Cargill's title. Problem is, I thought Athena was going to do it. Problem is, thought Ruby was going to do it. Problem, I mean, we've been thinking for a while. This chick is 50-something and O against people who she's beaten six times a piece. Mm-hmm. Yep, we're in Goldberg numbers, and uh, it doesn't matter because Taya Valkyrie, should she really be challenging for the TV title? Shouldn't she be going for the world title? But, I mean, again, At this point, booking. thank you. How is she not being like, I should be the one taking on Jamie Hayter? How is that not the first thing out of your mouth? Yeah. Undefeated well over a year. I digress. Yep. I mean, even Goldberg, we're going to see, wins the U.S. title and then is like, well, fuck it. I think I want the world title, too. Yep. Because mm. then, I don't know. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, QTV, that's, you know, QT Marshall, is show, he showed his staff because it's like, it's like a TMZ kind of thing. Them all sitting around talking. It's horrible. And it's... He shows his staff that they broke into the car, Wardlow's car, to take his championship and everything. So, you know, I was going to ask you, is this a playoff or has this been a work all along? I think it's a playoff. Never mind. I have that under control. <laughs> they're trying to. Yeah. Someone really did break uh, in. I meant That's what I mentioned last week is <clears throat> they're just going to spin this on its head and say, ah, yeah, it's all part of the storyline. No, it's not. You're just taking Jesus. advantage off Oh, of my it. God. You really did say that yeah, last week. Of course I did. I didn't think they were going to go this far. I thought it was just the whole Hobbs is like. Adderall's well, hell of well, a you lost. <laughs> Speaking of, um, he's no longer Orange Cassidy to me. He's Orange Cena. This dude could get the living piss beat out of him, and he still gets his Superman punch and his other whatever fucking things he does. This guy is now your international champion. He defeated Jeff Jarrett. Orange Cena. Yeah. Adderall's a hell of a drug. Um, but on the way to the ring, the best part, the <laughs> only thing I really enjoyed yeah, I saw it. <laughs> was Orange Cassidy's on the way to the ring. And he looks over, and a dude is dressed just like the Shockmaster. Fat as him, too. The, dude, what's crazy is how stupid whoever it was. I don't know. I'd have to go back and listen. They're like, oh, he's like a storm, or storm, or storm ship trooper storm, or whatever. Storm trooper. Yeah. That's the and, mask. And, and yeah. the guy goes, or it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Shockmaster. 
I was like, how did you not catch that? That's one. Well, like the fucked up non wrestling fans know the Shockmaster thing, right? Well, see, it's fucked up because so the mask that the original Shockmaster using that this guy used is a Stormtrooper helmet. That's exactly what it is. But yes, you're right. On a wrestling program, Mm -hmm. you start with the obvious nod. Do you know who said Stormtrooper on commentary? I think it might have been Taz. I was going to say, it better not be Shivani, considering Shivani was probably an announcer when that whole angle went fucking down. He He might have been the one doing the interview. (laughs) Oh, my God, it might have been. (laughs) Now i got to go look that up. Uh, The Outcasts. Sorry. They're in the ring. So that's, you know, they're out there bitching, calling people twats. And then Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker come out. And as they're getting their beat down on them, out comes Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue Vodka. That's who it was. (laughs) Are you laughing at my Sky Blue Vodka or something? I I am laughing about Riho. Uh, just cause I mean, I'll let you finish this up. I got to find this and then we're going to go back to Riho real quick. Cause it's too fucking. Well, fun. funny thing is that it's, she came out holding like a, a bar, like a, a big metal pipe or something like that. It's probably and bigger it's than her. The, <laughs> and it's funny because I, I saw a, a mocking thing. It was a picture of sting holding the bat against someone and then her holding the bat in the air and it said same vibes. Um, no, but I did hear that. I think it was, oh Eddie Kingston he recently quit Twitter he got pissed off and quit Twitter because of some of the hate that Riho's getting. So that's kind of what I was getting to. Um, oh, you're about to be like, you want to hear the sick tweet I, I tweeted at Riho, being like, ha ha ha. Well, no. So so <laughs> Cornette fucking trended on Twitter. We should just call this fucking podcast the Jim Cornette Appreciation Podcast. Jesus fucking Christ. So. Wait, but it would still be the JAS. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. Um, dude. So. <clears throat> so. Oh Cornette God, does. It wouldn't be a JAPS. So I'll, I'll leave that there. Yeah, yeah. Cornette trends every once in a while on Twitter just because he says something. And, you know, the fucking, I, you know, the international wrestling community, again, they just fucking go ballistic. And they got to talk shit. And, of course, I can't fucking find it now. But, um, oh, here it is. Perfect. So he trended without even saying anything. When Riho showed up on Dynamite, everybody starts going out. Oh, fucking Cornette's always talking shit about Riho. <laughs> fucking everybody goes nuts. So this fucking guy, and, and great Brian Last, you know, the guy from, uh, you know, his, his Cornette's ho- uh, co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, posted an email that they got for the podcast. And this is fucking great. I'm just emailing you to say fuck you to you and Jim and fuck you to that good for nothing Brian Last. You sold dead crusty old cocksuckers need to shut the fuck up about Riho. <laughs> Especially you, Jim, you four-eyed prick. Apparently you have blocked me on Twitter because you don't have the balls to hear the truth in your fucking face. Okay, so hold on. I want to see. I hope they get ass cancer. Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Shut up. And then the last line, it's just, it's just fucking on and on. And the last line of the email says, shut the fuck about Reho fuck faces. Bro, bro. There is, it is one thing. Okay. You want to accuse somebody of like vitriol and just being a cancer and whatever. Again, we see it a lot in the international wrestling community. You can also be truthfully critical about somebody like Reho. 
Perhaps she is good in the ring. Perhaps she is good in the ring. But maybe she'd be better suited off wrestling in stardom with people in her own weight class. I never believed her beating Nyla Rose. That was a travesty. Uh, She does look like Omega's fucking fantasy. We all know. It looks like the nine-year-old girl that he fought in. Oh, it is. Which it is. She, I actually, I feel like size-wise wouldn't do too bad in WWE with your Tegan Knox, your uh, Io Shirai, even your Baileys, things like that. I'm saying they're smaller. They're not your Nyla Rose and all those other girls. <sighs> Why don't you just put her in the ring with Nia or, Jax? My hole. <laughs> it's the last thing I really can remember. She showed up to the it's, Rumble. It's, that means nothing to me. That's my lasting impression th- of Nyla Rose. It's the best thing she ever did was Nia Jax was my hole. That's the best thing she ever did. Gun to your head. Nyla Rose or Nia Jax. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we at the Top of Wrestling would like to apologize for the unexpected interruption. We are experiencing technical difficulties and expect to return to our normally scheduled podcast momentarily. So, Ring of Honor on Thursday, uh, that produced a little bit of fun stuff here. So, Mark Briscoe and Samoa Joe, it's official. They're taking each other on at Supercard of Honor for the TV title. There's no way. Well, I can't say that. Never mind. I mean, come on, you got to put Briscoe over. I mean, the crowd is going to be so. Weird. I would think yeah. so. Uh, we don't have a world championship match set yet, but it is still looking like it's going to be against Eddie Kingston. Claudio defeated Willie Mack. Uh, He's been in Ring of Honor as well as Impact. The last real man, Silas Young, is back. Dude, I'm a Silas Young fan. I loved him in Ring of Honor. Um, And it's his first match with Ring of Honor since the final battle, December in 21. This for him, I mean, he's done a couple of things. I I think he showed up in AEW once or twice, but really hasn't done much. But this dude is, he's a... Man, OG strongman. That's why he's considered like the real last man. Like it's, I don't know. I, I'm a fan of his. I'd like to see if they use him in any way. I'd like to see him. I mean, he was a TV champion. I feel like at one point too. Get him back in the mix. He's a good wrestler. Good heel. People love to boo him because he just has that look on his face. Uh, the most shocking one. Wheeler Yuta challenges. Katsuri Shibata for the pure championship for Supercard of Honor. Now, this works great because most pure matches are a lot about your submission moves and trying to uh, escape or break those rules so that you can, you know, use the ropes if you want to at the end. But that works perfect for him because he doesn't have to take any really, really hard bumps. He hasn't, I mean, I've seen him do a little bit of wrestling, but most of it is your mat style like trying to get the submission on almost like your UFC with no fight with no punching so basically amateur wrestling that's what he's going to be doing with Wheeler Yuta which I'm okay with um but I'm also like it's not the OG Shibata I was used to I'm like just right I'm not sure if I like it anymore this kind of weird to say but 
Um, but also on Thursday, Impact TV. It's the first time I'm bringing something really important in here. Vladimir Kozlov showed up because Santino, again, is in charge. He's the director of authority. And he brought his old pal, Kozlov, with him. That's exciting stuff. And then we had a doubleheader on Friday. First was SmackDown, because obviously more important than Rampage. I called it. Sheamus and Drew goes to a double DQ as Imperium gets involved. The most famous GM of all time, Adam Pierce, hops on the mic and says, or on the big Titantron, says it's now a triple threat set for WrestleMania. It's official. I am so excited about this match. You have no idea. It's going to be just so many hard-ass chops, kicks. I hope Gunther, you know, I've been catching, they call him Gunther a lot more. Been catching it a couple of times. They've been saying Gunther. Are we? Are, can we go back to Gunther, or is it supposed to be still Gunther? I guess it's just a matter of opinion. Tomato, tomato. All right. Well, Gunther, I want him to do at WrestleMania what he did against Tommaso Ciampa. Go to slap someone's chest on the table, and when they move, you beat the fuck out of that table right there when you slap it. That was one of my favorite moments. Was it? Uh, stand and deliver. A couple years. It ago. was. A, it was one of the pandemic shows. I remember there was no crowd. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes pleads with Kevin Owens, you've got to forgive Sammy. Dusty's my dad. Um, I feel like that's pretty much every fucking promo with his is something about Dusty. Like, literally, Dusty comes up in every promo. And it's okay, baby. I almost just kind of hope that in the biggest fuck you ever, Roman retains. I just kind of feel it would be funny if Roman retains at WrestleMania. I don't know why it would make me laugh because it's so expected that Cody's going to win that if they pull that trigger. Well, you know what would be cool was if they were going to do that, you have like the next night him win it. Cody, like, you know, something happened at Mania. He got screwed. They didn't call it, but they realize it on Raw, so they rectify it. You're going to get, you know, another shot in the main event tonight, but it would have to be at Madison Square Garden just because that's where they fuck Dusty. So it would almost make more sense to have him win the title at MSG. So is it in MSG the next night? No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. It would no. have to be. It would have to be, oh. is what I'm saying. They haven't, dude, I can't remember the last time they did a show in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That was the, the, the Mecca. You know, it, it is it's the, Mecca, the place yeah. to go, man. Oh, man. Um, but his pleading worked because while Sammy and Jay were in the ring, oh, my God, another God stellar promo. I trusted you. I didn't like it. I don't take anybody. Family's everything to me. And I, and I was against you. And then everybody loves you, everybody. And then I finally let my guard down. Oh, my God. Yo. Jay deserves a goddamn Oscar. He is amazing. Or an Emmy. Like, he has been just fantastic. He he, he looks real. You know what I mean? Like, when he's talking. It's, it's just, it's him amped up. And as the Usos are beating the shit out of Sammy, Owens' music's hit, music hits. And Usos are doing the staring at the Tron. I go, oh, he's coming from behind. And he comes out, pulls down the zip uh, zipper on his uh, hoodie. Shows the KO shirt, which I was kind of hoping it would be a Sami Zayn shirt for some weird reason. Yeah. He did that unzip. And crowd goes nuts. And they start, you know, rallying together. The crowd earlier in the night was chanting with the Cody thing, hug it out, hug it out, hug it out. And they weren't. And then during this, they were, hug they keep chanting, hug it out with the seconds left to SmackDown. 
And Owens walks over in a quick, quick rush to go hug him and does the hug. And the crowd goes nuts. But Sammy looked like weirdly hesitant. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, was that supposed to be? You're supposed to, like that? I'm like, or did Owens do something on the fly with that hug? You know what I mean? Like, because the crowd was chanting, hug it out. Like, shit, let's give them what they want. Pop. You know, just the way Sammy looked a little like, oh, oh, okay. We're doing this. Okay. It's, it seemed, or it was the part, like, you should be like, okay, I'm surprised you actually really are on my side. But what's great is someone had a take on this. Sami Zayn, no matter how you look at it, look at, I sent you that picture, right? The year, the last several, five years of Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. all yeah. going from when he helped Owens defeat Shane McMahon in Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. That's when he made his big heel turn. And everything from the controversy guy or the uh, conspiracy guy, everything when he did the electric chair. You could have asked me about AEW. <gasps> Ooh, I love that moment. Everything that he did in Knoxville, all, and then of course Bloodline. Yeah, he's over right now. But did he say he's a face? You know what I mean? Like no one ever really says I'm a face. And he goes to Owens, and he goes, and you need to know, I love you. When he's by his car. And I go, this is no different than the I acknowledge you thing to Jay. You know what I mean? You're playing your cards. He's a heel and he's just still using people to get what he needs right now. Could be. Just, it's a, yeah. not a bad take. Yeah. And, dude, imagine this. They do go to face the Usos at WrestleMania and lose. And he kicks Owens in the dick. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, these guys love working together. So, you know, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. Just... I'm all for it, but it was a good moment to end SmackDown. Look at the march towards WrestleMania in some ways are kind of looking good. Uh, Rampage, the open challenge for the TNT championship came out, and it was uh, Ray Fenix against Hobbs. Hobbs won, of course. Taya Valkyrie made her in-ring debut, and, of course, the announcement of Omega taking on Vikingo tonight. I didn't know that. That is tonight. Did you say? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, God damn it. You're fucking dickhead. <laughs> Jesus. This is going to be a long ass show. Yeah. What up? You said, did you something? You had a question? Oh, no. It sounded like you said the Viking tonight. I The way you made it sound like it made it sound like you were trying to be clever with the name. Never mind. Moving on. Next slide. Do we need to do another uh, difficulties bumper? <laughs> sure. Um. <clears throat> so the New Japan Cup uh, this past weekend came to more of a close as the quarterfinals and semifinals uh, happened. So on this past Friday and Saturday, Mark Davis, who's of Aussie Open, he replaced Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay has, I believe, a shoulder injury. And Will defeated his own uh, stable member to move on to those quarterfinals. So it's not like he just chose his own guy. He It was the guy that he defeated in that last round, so they let him go on. At least it made sense. I like how they did that. Um, and Mark Davis defeated Evil. I was kind of shocked by that one. Yeah. And then Sonata defeated Naito. And then not only defeated Naito, he said he is done with Los Ignobles. Yeah. He's done with LIJ. And he said, because I'm never going to be able to be 
<clears throat> anything other than just in your shadow, everything like that. I want to get out. You know, I, I want to make my own. There's a group in <laughs> New Japan called Just Four Guys. Takamichinoku's in it, by the way. And now he has joined Just Five Guys. And I'm not kidding. <clears throat> they literally changed the name to Just Five Guys now. So they are now just five guys, burgers and fries is all I can say. Just think five of. guys, man. You'll go broke in a week. <laughs> Shit is taxed. Sounds like a sausage fest to me. <clears throat> Tamatanga, the next day on Saturday, defeated Hiroki Goto. And then David Finley, who's in New, uh, the Bullet Club, defeated Shada Umino. So. The semifinals take place, and Sonata, as I had a feeling would, defeated Aussie Open's uh, Mark Davis. And, of course, you know I'm going to be a little upset about this one. I had to be. But David Finley defeated Tamatanga. So now the finals are set. Uh, and, of course, when we're recording, we're not going to be able to catch that because it's going to be the day before our show. But it is Sonata now taking on David Finley in the finals for the New Japan Cup 2023. The winner generally goes on and does get to have a match against your world champion, not for the championship, just as a... Um, it could be like a, a title eliminator, if you will, you know? Because I do remember that Will Ospreay won this one year, went on is just a one-on-one match. He was the junior heavyweight champion. He went on to face Okada one of the years. I'm going to go ahead and say since he just changed to work with the fast food chain, I'm pretty sure Sonata is going to win this one. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, you Yo, know, is someone breaking into your house? Exactly. Yeah, let's not even get into it. <laughs> Uh, Finley, I mean, it's the whole Bullet Club thing. It's a, Isn't Finley the one who just declared himself the leader of the Bullet Club? Somebody I think so, just, considering. Yeah. I mean, Jay White's gone. Juice Robinson is pretty much gone. Right. Even though a week or two ago he came out to the Bullet Club theme song on Dynamite, but mm, tomato, tomato. Yeah, he is. And, and he's saying he wants to be better than his dad ever was. Fit. Fit, yeah. He's young enough to be at this point. I mean, kid can't be... Anywhere near thirty. At yeah, best, uh, that's a that's still a high bar. I, I feel like, but who knows? Okay, all right. Look, besides the fact that he was, he's a good, decent road agent, what has he really done in his career that Fit Finley was like? It's. I think it's more it's just going to be pretty. Easy. That's longevity. like if your dad was Brutus the. If your dad was Brutus the fucking. Uh, that's that's an unfair comparison. To. That is an unfair comparison. Who did Finley have the match with in the parking lot where they just destroyed each other on cars? Anybody. It's every match he's ever done is just destroying himself with a bunch of. Uh, that's like saying. Uh, never mind. Stop that's talking shit about Fit Finley and move on. Hey, I will say you did uh, get one thing right. Ric Flair is the one inducting Great Muda into the Hall of Fame. Told you. That's two I got right. Yep. What? Add it to the doc right now. Right now. While I tell you that also at the New Japan Cup, you're also going to get, for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, Hiromu Takahashi is going to be defending against the man who is the Mick Jagger of wrestling when it comes to retiring, Leo Rush. I don't care. Yup. 
But let's talk about what we got so far for WrestleMania. Ones that are in stone. Again, we got Roman versus Cody. We got Cena versus Theory. It is official. Gunther versus McIntyre versus Sheamus. Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. We have Bianca Belair against Asuka. The Hell in a Cell is set with Edge versus Finn Balor. Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Damage Control taking on the six woman uh, or the three woman team of Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch. And I almost don't give a shit about this entire pay per view because it's going to be Brock Lesnar taking on almost. But rumored and not set are Bray Wyatt and Bobby Lashley. I almost want to take that one completely off the books. Yeah, now. right. And then, of course, we do have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to be hopefully taking on the Usos. It's a lot of stuff. Got Not bad so far. But, hey, man, I can't wait to talk about something that you made me bring to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my God! When I... Stole that championship belt a couple weeks ago. It was about respect. It was about what taking what you feel you earned. My life ain't always fair. And I'm from right here, Ohio. And you people know life ain't always fair. You can't get a car loan because of the technicality. You don't have a good enough credit score. So now you gotta walk to work. Your children gotta walk to school on a technicality. Your boss pushes you around even though you're better at his job than he is and he talks to you like you're an idiot. But he's the boss on a technicality. So I took that championship, it was about screw technicalities. It was about taking what's yours. What you deserved, what you feel that you earned, what you know in your heart and your soul that you deserve, that you earned. It was about just taking it. But I'm a grown ass man. And I lost fair and square tonight. I climbed that ladder and I didn't like what happened when I came down. I lost fair and square and I'm man enough to admit that. So I'm gonna fix this leg, and I'm gonna stand up on my own two feet again. And one day, I'm gonna be World Heavyweight Champion, and there ain't no paperwork, and there ain't no technicalities, and there ain't no bullcrap that's gonna stop. Oh, I had a little bit of a different twist on how I'm gonna do that. Bring it to the table, you know? You have not only our intro, but I had to put the sound in there. Um, as you likely tell that was Dean Ambrose. This was him post losing the uh, ladder match against Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. And I believe it was 2015. And it was there in Ohio where he is talking about how everything in life is on a technicality. And Jesus, that just hit home. I mean, I don't know, like the the one that's it's the most i think impactful for anybody really you know your boss you're better at his job than he is but he has it on a technicality and it's like oh jesus christ it was just it was a really i'd never seen that yeah i never have seen that i don't know why that is complete it's probably one of those things it's like at, off the air uh do you want to 
Yeah, it was off the air uh, after the event. And to me, I'm like, hey, thank the crowd. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Eh, You know what I mean? I'll move on. I don't care. I didn't watch it back then. Seeing this now, uh, it was good time. It was just the right thing to see. Uh, Glad you shared that with me this week. Yeah, it was a fire promo. And uh, I wish we got more of that in John Moxley instead of eating bones and drinking blood. What did I tell you? In that right after, what was my very first response? Do you I, remember? I, I don't remember now, dude. I think I like Ambrose oh, yeah. way more than Moxley. Yeah, well, and I didn't think I would, but take away his I don't want to be around germs part of his career that oh, 2019 God. spot or whatever. Other than that, okay, I think I like Mox. I think I like uh, Ambrose again after seeing. Moxley just bleed. Oh my god! I saw a, a funny meme. You know those ones that when you touch the thing, it shows you something funny at the bottom of it. It says, "Here's a picture of Moxley. Moxley. Touch it." <laughs> made him bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and the Kevin Nash tearing a quad, those are some good ones. Oh yeah. All right. What are you bringing, my man? All right. As usual, I'm doing something, and I catch my eye catches something. I'm like, that's what I'm going to bring to the table. Well, that's pretty much what happened here. I was just on YouTube Ooh, flipping around. Toy. And I got a suggested video, and it was from uh, a YouTube channel called Insider. And basically what this YouTube channel does is they're like, oh, we talked about a weapon experts on, you know, gunfights and movies. Oh, we talked to an actual former drug dealer on, you know, how drug deals are portrayed in movies. Shit like that. Right. I enjoyed uh, giving that interview. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you on Conky Ave trying to buy a dime bag at 17. I'm sure that turned out real well. Probably walked out piss all over friends. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, they had Shelton Benjamin talking about wrestling scenes in movies. And now the examples that they gave are pretty, but uh, I I hate to use that word. I'm sorry. That was just an error on my part. It was pretty lame, but uh, whatever. Fucking cancel us. I'm already canceled. It was, uh, you know, it, it was cool because he made some really good points, uh, and some of it seemed like, you know, WWE banter. So I'll give an example. One was uh, he talked about uh, Spider-Man, uh, the first one with Tobey Maguire. He get, gets in the ring with Macho Man, right? And he, I got you one. for three minutes! <laughs> And the one thing that he said... I haven't said, seen that in a while. I really got to watch that again. Oh, hell yeah. So the one thing he said, and it was fucking great, because Cornette has said this all the time, and Benjamin is a prodigy of Cornette. Cornette loves Benjamin, OVW guy. He talks about... He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you wouldn't want to start a feud with a cage match. That should be the blow-off. You should, and I was like, oh, Tony Khan, maybe you should watch this video. And he just talks <laughs> about, you know, that's that's got to be your blow-off match. That's got to be, like, the third match in the series. And he's like, and you can't have a three-minute cage match. It has to go at least 20 minutes. And it was just cool to hear him break that shit down. It's like, wow, it is really refreshing to hear logic yeah. and common sense when it comes to wrestling. But then he said then he said something else stupid. He's like, he, he did mention Lucha. I think it was uh, Nacho Libre. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, the luchador rules. He's like, yeah, there's, there's just chaos. There's everybody in the ring at once, whatever. But then there was one thing. I think it was Shrek, which was fucking hilarious because there's like that two-minute wrestling scene in Shrek. Yeah. And he says something about it. He's like, oh, you can't do that if the ref's looking. If the ref's looking, he goes, it doesn't matter. He goes, they're, they're going to disqualify you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude. All right. Fine. I. It's funny because a lot of the – when you see – in a lot of uh, movies where, or TV shows when they have wrestling, like in uh, Boy Meets World. World and Jinx. Like that. 
it's basically a clothesline and hip tosses the whole time. There's not or, much or other than that, that they do. A or splash. splashes. Like it's pretty much the same things over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is interesting to hear that take though, because it, especially for it's funny, I got you for three minutes. Well, I mean, the whole point was who can last in the cage with this guy. Right. But I, okay, I digress, Benjamin. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, splitting hairs at that point. But yeah, I'll, uh, on the break, I'll send you the link. Uh, watch it when you can. Like I said, it was, it's, it's worth the watch. You're gonna, some shit, you're going to be like, really, bro, come on. But then, like I said, right. again, he just speaks with common, tru- common sense and, you know. You know, uh, speaking of something that is worth a catch, uh, man, Lil John, we haven't talked about him in a minute. Uh, he sent me... <laughs> There is this guy. Look this up. I, I I don't know his name, but it's called the worst professional wrestling promo of all time. And you know which one I'm talking about. The guy in the silver jacket. He's like, I'm coming for you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. He sent it to me the other day, and it's just worth a good laugh. If you guys want to have a nice giggle, did watch he post that. it to it, it did was, he post it to our page? I feel like he did. Oh, uh, he might have. Oh, he might have then. Okay. Then. I remember it's seeing hysterical. it, yeah. It's so good. All right, man. Well, it is the go-home show for WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw. And it's Nitro. And there's no pay-per-view. Thank God. Let's go to the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the Battle have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! I got you! Feelings mutual. I guess we're going to have to show them one more thing. No. Do what you want to. Come on, we get the point. I can tell you one thing. When Kane and The Undertaker meet this Sunday on pay-per-view, it's going to be like Armageddon. What What? What the hell? He's, he, he's looking at one of our crew members. Oh, no! A lightning bolt has just struck that... It is the final, well, Raw before WrestleMania, and we are six days away. And it is going to be WrestleMania 14 in Boston. This is the only Boston WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. They have, uh, it's funny when you really look as to how many matches they're promoting towards us. There's really not a whole lot on the card. I mean, like, Right now, we like in real life or in real time. Right now, we're like seventeen matches deep. They're like, here's five. This is what we're gonna give you. Just buy the pay per view. Here's all you need to know. But at the same point, everybody was only buying it for the main event, which was Austin and Michaels. They're hyping the shit out of this on Raw. 
I love it. Um, let's run down the line. Might as well talk about Raw first. Hit me again, Ike. All right. So it's March. <laughs> <laughs> it put some put steak some on, it. on it. March 23rd, 1998. We open up with a recap of Vince saying he doesn't want us to be champ, that whole segment. Yeah, you're right. They definitely do a good job of promoting what's coming up at Mania. You realize at the end that it's not a whole lot. Uh, we open up with Austin in a ring with Kevin Kelly. He's basically responding to Vince's promo last week, and he says, well, you can't mold Austin. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Yeah, you can't mold Austin. You can't break Austin. Uh, Kevin Kelly tells him that DX and Tyson's on their way to arena in full force. Austin says, what are you, insulting me? Like, I give a shit. He says, well, I'm, I've got the night off, so I got a cooler of Steve Weisers. I'm just going to go sit that back there and wait for DX. Slaughter comes to the ring. Austin goes, don't ask any, for any beers because I didn't bring any for you. I think that's the first time we've ever heard Steve Weisers. I agree. First time I've heard it. That became a thing, though, because Mm -hmm. pretty sure he does it all the time, talking about, throw me back some Steve Weisers. I don't think you could say Budweisers. You'd have to probably pay him on TV, even though it's clearly what he was pretty much drinking. Yeah. Or no, he was, was he a Coors guy? Coors. Coors Light a lot. It was Coors, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, Slaughter says, uh, Slaughter, yeah, he says, I don't have any beers for you. Uh, well, you don't have the night off. You're going to wrestle. And Austin says, well, says who? Vince can't, who, Vince, who can't be here tonight? All right, well, you'll fight The Rock. If you don't wrestle, your match at Mania is going to be non-title match. Hmm, naturally, Austin doesn't like that. What's the appropriate response? Hit him with another Stone Cold Stunner. Crowd is hot. I have, an, I have another question. Has he drank a beer? I don't think he's done it yet on TV. I think he's no, talked about it. he hasn't done it. one. I mean, I'm talking like in the ring, soaking the yeah. shit out of himself after winning. Yeah, I don't think I don't think, think so. he even does it at WrestleMania. I don't think so either. Huh. I'm, I'm interested to see the first time this happens because as soon as it happens, I want to see what the crowd's reaction is like if like that's the reason they kept it going. or I'm just, just realizing right now I haven't seen him do that. Yeah. Fucking A. That's the fun, right? It is. So next you get Cactus and Chainsaw Charlie versus the Quebecers. Uh, the Outlaws come out to the top of the ramp. This is uh, this was just, I think it was just the uh, New Age Outlaws trying to be cute. They have a dumpster naturally. They're dressed in tuxes. They set up like a little table with a rose on it and some champagne. And Road Dog's got a blow-up doll. Cactus sees him, starts heading up the ramp, but then heads back. And the Outlaws just run in. It's a DQ. They use the champagne bucket. Uh, they throw in that small little square table they were using. They smash it over Chainsaw Charlie's head and spike pile driver cactus onto the chair. So just hyping up that Didn't match. Under- Look, at you could... I, I get the dumpster hyping match. Tuxedos and all that shit fell really short on me. And it was like, why are you guys wearing it? I don't know. Why not? Okay. It was all a right. pl- well, it, enjoy. It was the MacGuffin to have the excuse to have the table. Basically. Yep. Yeah, yeah million other ways you could have done it, but all right. Yep, fair enough. Uh, next, you get Jeff Jarrett versus Steve Blackman. Blackman goes for a superplex, and Lee holds the ankle, so Jarrett falls on top of him into a pin while Tennessee Lee holds Blackman's feet. Jeff Jarrett gets the win. Uh, Blackman gets did the you, beat down. You could, how the fuck did you seriously start talking about this match and not mention that he wrote Aubrey Edwards on the way into the ring? <laughs> That's a good trick. That's a good Man. trick. Horse face. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, riding a horse to the yeah. ring. In the dark, 
That, oh, that's the other thing. This poor fucking horse yeah. is doing this shit in the dark. Yep. While, because the only thing that can be lit up is his blinking double J jacket. Yep. Welcome back to 1995, folks. This, exactly. It, it's exactly what it feels like with Jarrett right now. Exactly. Hey, great. And that wasn't even Tennessee Lee. That was the horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we get an ad saying that DX is going to hold a public workout in Boston this Thursday. Tyson's going to be there as well. All right. wonder how that went. Horse oh, walks shit. into a bar. Bartender says, why the long face? Yeah, I gotcha. A priest, a pedophile, and an alcoholic walk into a bar. That's just the first guy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, son. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, you called, son? Don't call me, son. <laughs> Uh, did you see that he so retired? Yeah, that's right. You're, you're not friends with him on Facebook. He's retired. From wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had to have a career I mean, to retire. I mean, when you're not getting booked for anything, <laughs> I guess it's easy to call a retirement. And you're like, you know what? So some, he pulled a Davy Richards. Holy <laughs> shit. He pulled oh, a Davy Richards. That's rough. No, I'm not saying that yeah, necessarily. I'm say, not saying, yeah, 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 I'm not saying he you. beat Flamingo. I'm gotcha, saying gotcha, that he... Gotcha. He, he's not getting booked and all of a sudden he's like ah, ah I quit <laughs> <laughs> alright <laughs> uh, I swear to god I hope somewhere in Nitro someone gets fired and then quits yeah <laughs> well uh, Limo pulls up with DX and Tyson they walk off and then we get Taker's promo I don't know, man. I, I, I you it. know, I love Taker, but I just couldn't get down with this. He's in a graveyard, laying in front of his parents' grave, talking to him. Uh, basically, he's given me no other choice. Not laying down, but he's like, um, it's the senior yearbook posing, photo like, style. Yes, I was just going to say the senior yearbook pose. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> laying on your hip. You got one knee up in the air, and you're on your elbow. Oh, my shit. It's the George Costanza underwear pose. Oh, my God. Undertaker <laughs> did the senior yearbook photo. Yes. Oh, good shit. Yeah, that was the, that's the best part about it, unfortunately. So, naturally, next we get a segment with Kane, uh, with Bearer. Bearer says Kane has the same powers as Taker. Show him. Kane does the whole lightning trick, and then he calls out commentary. They shoot a lightning bolt at the desk. The monitor blows up. And then, and then Bear's like, that spotlight's been in my eyes all night. I mean, ignore the fact we've been backstage, but that's still been blinding me all night. So take it out, lightning bolt to the fucking spotlight. And I'm tired of these fans. Let's show them one more thing. And then shoots a lightning bolt at a cameraman who catches on fire. Which is the sounds that you were listening to, obviously. There you go. There Before go. we got in here. If you were like, what the fuck is going on with all these explosions? <laughs> yep. Skull and Eight Ball next versus the new Midnight Express. Cole is fucking creaming in his pants about the fucking motorcycles. He will not shut up about the motorcycles. I'm wondering if they had a deal with it. It was like some custom shop or something. He just would not shut the fuck up. They... They're just so beefy. Look at these <laughs> these these motorcycles. They have giant spark plugs. <laughs> Um, this is basically just a plot device for, to set up the 15 tag, 15 tag team battle Royale that's going to be at mania. So headbangers come to the ring, then the rock and roll, then sniper and recon, then Savio and Miguel, then the Quebecers, then Jesus and Jose, and they all start brawling. Meanwhile, the fans are chanting LOD. Well, LOD doesn't show up. 
Okay. So, that's... Oh, okay. It's really funny that people are chanting LOD, considering the fact that they broke up like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, you know, that's funny, considering what's going to happen the Monday after Mania. Oh, uh, no, we're talking about at Mania. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Kayfabe, it was goddamn 25 years ago. Yeah. Um, As they're having all the teams come in, all of a sudden they just have LOD show up, and it's like it was the biggest return and reuniting of all time. I'm like, they just broke up two weeks ago. Yeah, right. Pretty much. That's like, hey, guys, you know what? Sarah, she's a skank. I'm done with her. Two weeks later, hey, guys, Sarah and I are coming over for game night. What should we bring? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Pretty much. All right, we're heading into the war zone. DX and Tyson go to the ring. Triple H pulls up the footage from last week where China took out Owen's ankle. Uh, He tells Owen not to show at Mania. And this is uh, one of the more famous DX segments with a fan that specifically gets called out by Shawn Michaels, who is, like, eagerly trying to get over the barricade. She, security has their arm around her waist the entire time because she's, like, leaning over and almost falling over the guardrail. She's wearing a DX tank top, and let's just say that she is uh, has a smattering of tatters, <laughs> to say the least. Some uh, foolies, old, man. It, it, was, it was good old Chesty LaRue uh, in the audience. Uh, and, uh, the best part is, you know, so he does the famous line. Do you have two nipples for a dime? Are you a double or triple DX? And she never a triple. And then Shawn Michaels goes, and to all you guys who are chanting, don't worry. That's a skank. And we realize that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, much like the word twat. (laughs) <laughs> or the yeah, C word. Right. When it's used right, it's great. And skank was properly used. <laughs> it was indeed. It was indeed. My mic stand is like falling apart here, so I'm holding the mic for the rest of this episode. <laughs> is that what's going on? I was like, yeah. yo, there's like a it's giant a pain snake in the hanging a, it, down in so front I apologize all of a sudden. Any, yeah, I apologize for any background uh, noises. So anyway, uh, Shawn Michaels cuts a promo on Austin and Vince. He goes, you know, guys, we already have a cat fight at WrestleMania. The last thing we need is for you two chicks to be slapping around each other. Uh, we start getting Austin chance. Um, he says, uh, Tyson, what are you going to do uh, if Austin's out of line? I'm going to knock him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't say fuck. He goes, yeah. I'm going to knock him the mm out. Yeah. And it makes it look like he was going to say it. But also with that, what I liked is the who is going to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. You are heartbreak. <laughs> Who is going to remain the WWF champion? You are heartbreak. He kept like five answers in a row was you are heartbreak. And then what are you going to do if Stone Cold gets out of line? I'm going to knock him the out. God, again, I still remember all this. And every time he was on Raw, guaranteed Tuesday morning. He was on SportsCenter, man. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved this era. I was like, all right, everybody's going to start liking wrestling. (laughs) Yeah, that was a short-lived dream. Probably bad for the best anyway. Uh, You are ODM. (laughs) Next, you get a quick thing from Jennifer Flowers. And you get Farouk (laughs) versus Chains. Farouk tells the nation to head to the back, but eventually Rock comes out with a chair. 
Uh, they bring up in commentary that if the Rock gets DQ'd at Mania, he's going to lose the title. That's supposed to be preventing a uh, nation from getting involved. Uh, Rock gets into the ring. Looks like he's about to use the chair and uh, Farouk's and, and the ref stop him. And he says, fuck it anyway. He takes a swing and he hits Farouk. Clearly, I'm on, you know, on purpose. Uh, he calls the nation down to the ring to help, and he's doing the whole fake. Oh, God, what an idiot I am. Oh, man, I can't. Oh. And they just they carry Farouk to the back. Next you get yep. Yep. Barry Windham with Jim Cornette <laughs> versus Bradshaw. Rock and roll are in the crowd at ringside. They distract Cornette. It allows Bradshaw to get the roll up, uh, but Windham beats down Bradshaw post-match and the midnight assist. The new midnight. Next. Ugh. Hmm. They're presenting the Raw Magazine Award to Sable and Sonny because it's the highest grossing magazine they've ever put out. Can I say it? Can I say it? Say it. Can I say it? And the presenter is Vince Russo. (laughs) Who, in all fairness, was the... As soon as I saw the mullet in glasses, I go, well, we're not skipping a goddamn thing. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, they already tried the Vic Venom promo with him. Uh, He is, in all fairness, I don't even want to say fairness, but he is the, the chief editor of the Raw magazine. So, I mean... I mean, that part oh. does make sense. They say Sonny's under the weather. Uh, that's probably another way to say we don't need you in the ring for this. They give Sonny a plaque, and Luna comes in and beats the shit out of Sonny with the plaque and rips her dress off. And that's that. Out of Sable. Sable. You said yeah, sorry. out of yeah. Sonny. Well, Sonny wasn't there, yeah, so Sable. And there's a reason Sonny's not there. She shows up with LOD. You have to save her off to the side. Like everybody was off TV for years when in reality it was one to two weeks. Yep. There you go. Job well done. So uh, we got our main event. It's Rock versus Austin. You know, one of those things. It's like, you know, we've. I think they've already fought, but uh, just, you know, seeing them in these personas now, I think for the first time, this is the, really the first time they've gone head to head as you know these people so pretty cool uh austin takes out mark henry on the floor uh austin ends up winning with a stunner then d runs in he eats a stunner uh dx music hits they come out to the ramp uh hbk says i've turned your lights out twice with sweet chin music at mania i'm gonna do it for the last time um sean looks like he's gonna go to the ring starts taking his jacket off triple h stops him and we'll see you sunday on the pay-per-view i'm excited yeah, All right, we know. You know, we know. And it's gonna happens. get be. It's gonna be X rated. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so been on. Times. It's been on the. Uh, it's been on the fucking. Uh, on the logo that they're putting up. You know, it's fucking hilarious because you know it's. Your I was favorite. expecting a big smattering, but. Yeah, well, okay. you know, it, it's no uncensored. That's for sure. There was, um, you know, they they put up the little graphic with the WrestleMania logo spinning, and it's your favorite song playing behind it, right? Uh, and it's. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny when they put up Kane versus Undertaker. Here you've got this big su- supernatural matchup with this fucking 80s music playing in the background. It, just, it doesn't go together. They could have changed the music up for like that a weird, <laughs> weird porno when you hear that music going at the same time with one guy <laughs> wearing the S&M mask and the other one. Never mind. Let's talk about Nitro. Yeah, let's talk about Nitro. I'm All ruining right, we, wrestling. <laughs> The show opens with Piper's music. He's in ring with Mean Gene. Uh, he said he's been, uh, Gene says, you've been in uh, on a mountain in Oregon pontificating. And I was constipated. 
And then it, Piper does Piper. He just goes batshit crazy. They're in Louisville. So he says, oh, it's the home of the Louisville Slugger. Swing, bada, bada, swing. That is the reoccurring theme of tonight. I'm not going to say it every time they said it. Piper says he was asked to come out here as a consultant. The NWO is getting out of control. And actually, so is the WCW. There's not going to be any more bats in WCW. The fans boo. Gene says, that's great news. And then Piper says, well, until April 19th. We will suspend a bat above the ring and get the Giant as my partner. We're going to take on Hogan and Nash. It's the first ever bat match. But it's not going to be like a baseball bat. It's going to be like a, a, a one with wings. Yes, yeah. Dracula, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Giant has a big heart. He needs to get nasty. I'm going to smash Nash and give Hogan a new slogan. <laughs> okay. Uh, and tonight, put the Giant and Nash in the ring. And let them fight it out to see who the real giant is. Savage, you're out of control, and you and Hogan, you're acting like ex lovers. <laughs> Piper says he's going to face Savage tonight. And one of my favorite Piper lines when I'm good, I'm good. When I'm bad, I'm better. Next, you get Chavo with Eddie Guerrero versus Ultimo Dragon. Dragon wins. Eddie's all pissed off. Gene goes in the ring post match. Eddie's like, Hey, man, you disappointed me, you know? I, you know, I'm giving you all this advice and everything. You're not listening to me. You know, you need to apologize for this. Hey, you need to apologize to Grandma. <laughs> he, he, like, points at the hard <laughs> cam and Chavo fucking apologizes to Grandma. And he goes, you know, I, I got a match against another Japanese wrestler, probably better than the one that you fought earlier, so I'm going to show you how it's done. Okay, we'll see where that goes. Next, naturally, it wouldn't be the first hour if Hogan and Bischoff don't come to the ring. Hogan says he's not afraid of Giant or Piper, with or without the bat. There's a sign in the crowd, which is great. It says, Hogan fears Rogaine. Apparently he does, because he never used that shit. <laughs> Mike, he's been fearing it for years, man. 100%. Hogan says he likes the idea of a bat match. Uh, he keeps referring to Piper as the midget. Uh, yeah, and that's that. Uh, Gene's on the ramp pushing the hotline, and we go to Scott Steiner with Buff. Looks like we're starting to build up to having Buff as a sidekick, which I got to admit, I'd, I'm a mark for that stuff. It's fucking hilarious because they're clowns. Uh, he's facing Wayne Bloom, his who is Mike Enos's recent tag team partner. Uh, on the way down the ramp, Buff pulls out a tape measure, measures Scott Steiner's biceps, 28 inches. Jesus fucking Christ. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. Jesus. Steroids are a hell of a drug. Yeah. For the first time, Scott has Big Papa Pump on the back of his tights. Fucking great. Uh, Steiner wins. Then you get Tony Schiavone as the camera's panning the crowd. All right, let's go to Mean Gene. We're not going to Gene. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They dropped the ball on that one. Uh, we, We get Lodi versus Psychosis. Uh, Lodi has a sign that says, I am Luchador Lodi. Psychosis wins. Uh, we're going into hour two here. Uh, this, much like AEW, it's so funny how similar AEW and WCW are. They just, in a sea of polished turds, you find a diamond. Which is interesting because hour two opens up with Diamond Dallas Page versus Sting for the world title. Oh, this right okay. here would have been a pay-per-view match. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're just going to do it out of nowhere on Nitro. And man, it was... All right, go ahead. Talk about it. All right. So they mentioned that DDP... So DDP comes out. He's not wearing the U.S. title, which I was confused until commentary did their job and said, well, yeah, DDP was on uh, MTV on Thursday. Raven jumped him and took the title. Oh, okay. 
It was on MTV Live. And in 1998, I am pretty sure within about the next year, that's when like TRL comes out. I think this was pre mm. uh, Total Request Live. Gotcha. Where they would bring uh, celebrities in, have countdowns and music videos and shit. Right. Um, and they show a piece of it. And then, and yeah, so it's kind of, uh, I, I, I remembered actually hearing and seeing about it. Didn't actually obviously see it live because I had better things to do than watch MTV all day. But kind of funny that they brought them into there because also at the same time, Tyson is on every goddamn news outlet. So they're like, what can we do to get our name out there too? Right. Uh, yeah, I did notice that uh, the ring crew didn't do a very good job tonight because the canvas was loose as fuck. You could keep seeing it bunch yes. up under their feet. Weird. Uh, at one point, they're throwing shit. You know, fans are still throwing shit in WCW. Uh, a lighter ends up in the ring, which is hilarious. Uh, Sting is able to fend off a cutter and reverses it into a death drop. This was cool. Okay. They opened up hour two with it. You know, even though they didn't fucking tease it, which they should have. It was a good match. There were no run-ins. It had lots of energy. The crowd was on top of their feet. I mean, why couldn't they do this more consistently? Uh, Sting helps DDP up. Uh, Sting throws up the diamond cutter sign. They hug, and DDP holds up Sting's hands. I mean, solid little segment here. Again, yeah, they should have fucking promoted it more. It could have been safe for a pay-per-view, but to open up hour two, I don't think it was terrible. I liked how Sting was in the corner doing the diamond cutter. Yeah, uh, the diamond cutter sign. It was yep. just, I don't. Know, it was a, it was a cool sign of respect, and I'm like, oh my god, why are we not doing this? I'm like, we keep focusing on this stupid. Hogan and uh, NWO shit so much, and it's not right. going to stop anytime soon. But yeah, I it was it was a breath of fresh air to watch on Nitro for once. I was like, oh okay, I'm interested. I, I know, right? Imagine that. Uh, next, you get Rick Fuller versus Lex Luger. Luger wins. Eddie. Uh, so yeah, it's basically Rick Fuller's another big guy. So it's the whole thing. Oh, can mm. he can he rack him? Can he rack him? Oh, how did he lift him? And that's pretty much Luger's matches when it's not involved in storyline. Uh, so now Eddie has his match, and that better Japanese wrestler than Ultimo Dragon is Kaz Hayashi, naturally. Hayashi does a tope suicida and almost breaks his goddamn legs because they did it on the short side of the floor where the railing was right there, the barricade. Yep. Yeah, so that was fucking close. Uh, Eddie wins. He has Chavo raise his hand, and Dragon comes out to check on Hayashi. Eddie runs down Chavo saying, why did you, why did you open the ropes for Dragon? Why did you let him in here? Why didn't you beat the shit out of him? Uh, so we're probably going to be teasing towards that uh, tag team match. Next, since they barely use him on TV, it seems, they did a video package on Bret Hart. I got excited. I was like, oh, cool. Bret's going to come out soon. <laughs> uh, and then they do a Conan video package. Obviously, he's picking up steam. Uh, and you know what the best way to capitalize on the steam that Conan is picking up and the fact that you just played a video package hyping him up? Have him lose to Prince Ayakea. For no reason whatsoever. For no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Way too early for him to have lost a match. Yep. On the uprise of what you're doing right now, the whole Hoovy thing, um, you know, joining NWO, seeing that he has a lot of mic skills. You know, they're letting yep. him go. I mean, two years ago, if you remember, he was a U.S. champion. Yep. Yeah. But he wasn't talking much. Yeah. But now, he's awesome. And they're like, yeah, how about you just lose to Prince Iakea? Yep. Unceremoniously. 
No follow-up, nothing. I thought there would be a beatdown. I thought there'd be a promo afterwards, nothing. They literally just went to break. Rolled out of the ring (laughs) and said goodnight, folks, to the crowd. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Next, Jericho comes to the ring, and then Lenny Lane interrupts. If you don't remember, Lenny Lane faced Jericho a few weeks back, and I was like, wow, that looks just like Chris Jericho. Lenny Lane is telling Jericho that he owes him $1,000 because you said if I wore your gear and we double-crossed Malenko, you'd pay me. I don't remember that. Maybe that was on a Thunder episode. Could have just been backstage, maybe, and they're just yeah. bringing it out. Uh, yeah. And Jericho goes, hey, no way, man. You took my gear. You wear it. I can't I can't wear that shit anymore. You know, you went through my bag. My Loverboy tape is missing. I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fucking good. <laughs> Everybody is working for, for the, the weekend. weekend. <laughs> Uh, Jericho says, you know what? Matter of fact, now that I think about it, you owe me $1,000. I want it right now. Let me have it. Lenny Lane says, well, fine. Here it is. And he slaps Jericho. It turns into a match which Jericho naturally wins. Hooray. That brings us to our three. It's Hogan and Nash versus the Giant in a handicap match. And wouldn't you know the Disciple interferes? Giant choke slams Bischoff. The best part of this match is when the Giant puts his hand around Bischoff's throat, Tanay fucking busts a nut. Tanay just goes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Cut over to him, his hands down his pants. (laughs) Next, yeah. Next, you got himself over at the announcers booth. (laughs) Oh, hang on, we got a, we got another uh, train. (laughs) Oh, I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) I was just about to start. There it goes. Fucking kill you. Anyway, next we get uh, Chris Benoit versus Booker T for the TV title. This is fucking one of those instances where they use, like, you know, I don't want to say a plot device, but, uh, you know, just something that we don't see a lot, and it was just unceremonious, and, and it fell flat. Towards the end of the match, the bell just randomly rings, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? It takes them five minutes to explain it, which another th- another reason I think it fell flat. But basically, it's a TV title match. TV title matches have a time limit of 10 minutes. 10 minutes expired. Mm-hmm. By the time they explained it, it just took the piss out of it. You know, they could yeah, it did take commentary. Yeah, commentary could have easily just called that out. Oh, well, we hit the 10-minute time. They, they fucking dragged it out too long. So it is what it is. Um, and then again, they just moved on. Do you on. know where it leads to? Can't say I do. I'm just fucking full of spoilers today, so I'm pretty sure they're going to announce it like on Thunder. Um, it's going to lead to a best of seven series for this TV title. Ooh, very infamous Benoit Booker T uh, best of seven series. Can't say you know, I even we remember. We just had that. one recently with uh, Omega and Elite in, in Death Triangle, but this was a good one. Yeah, Sheamus and Cesaro was good too. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, Cesaro almost died, or was it Sheamus that almost died on that one? Both. Yeah, yeah, no shit, right? Uh, Especially right. when well, they both got together and had to face Nicholas at WrestleMania. Oh, Jesus. Let's try to forget that. Well, at least we got to see Cesaro smash the beach ball, so. Uh, Kurt Hennig with Rick Rude versus Bulldog. Rude joins commentary, and it was so great. Because <laughs> the brain's like, hey, Rick, how you doing? How you been? <laughs> He's like, it's good to see you, Bobby. 
<laughs> it was just great. I mean, how could you not love that? Uh, Rude's just giving a history lesson on Hennig and himself and their parents. Rude goes back to the ring. Uh, he grabs Bulldog's ankle, but Bulldog stomps on his hand. Rude gets on the apron. He handcuffs Bulldog to the rope. It's a DQ. Uh, commentary puts it over as this is a message to Brett. So naturally, Brett comes out and makes a save. Puts the sharpshooter on Hennig. Uh, Brian Adams runs in. So does most of the NWO. Brett fights him off. Brett gets on the mic. He goes, nobody knows what I like. Nobody like I knows what it's like to be screwed. Brett screwed Brett? I don't think so. When I'm in the building and I see injustice, I'm going to make sure no one has to go through what I did. So apparently he's a fucking superhero now. Uh, it's the first time he's brought up the Brett screwed Brett thing from uh, <clears throat> from Vince, at least. Right. Yeah, 100%. All right, we get a flashback you to You would th- think they would capitalize big on that part right now. Yeah, 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 th- you would think so. You would think so. We get a flashback to Thunder. Rick Steiner gets jumped by the NWO, and Goldberg makes the save and cleans house. So naturally, Goldberg's up next against Renegade. It was about a minute long, which was what oh, it needed to be. Mama, I'm in fear for my life. <laughs> it's really the only stick saw I can get down with. I, yeah, same. Yeah. All right, main event. <laughs> there is another deep cut. I forget the name of it, though. We'll figure that out another time. Uh, Macho versus Piper is your main event. Liz gets involved. Piper grabs her by the hair and says, Where are the pills? Uh, no, he actually kisses Liz. Uh, it gets a pop. Liz takes a shitty-looking bump off the apron to the floor. Ref checks on her. Uh, this is a shit show. Hogan comes to the ring and takes out the ref. Nash is there with a bat. He's about to use it with, on Piper. Hogan stops him. Nash shoves Hogan. Macho powders. Sting shows up with a bat. Macho attacks Sting. Nash and Hogan jump Piper. Giant takes the bat from Macho and Hogan, and the faces stand tall in the ring. Stand Good night, Thunder. A lot more downs and ups, I have to say, when it comes to watching uh, Nitro. It's a lot of filler. I think they really shot themselves in the obvious foot by doing uh, three hours. No need for it. Yeah. So, Well, hey, not all things can be winners, right? But you know what is a winner? This week's Movie of the Week. Train is still going. That kid is still on the escalator. No, no, no. Not talking mall rats. No. I, this week, am bringing up a... I would have to use this maybe under the term cult classic. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. Only a few of us have drank the Kool-Aid enough to actually watch this movie. But it is something I was introduced to. It came out in 1991 was its release. And... Listen, I'm going to give you the cast first. And I kind of brought it up a couple weeks ago, but maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't. But, you know, you got Chevy Chase. You got Demi Moore. You have Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. I think we're already off to a good start, right? Oh, yeah. A very young Tupac Shakur. Mm Mm-hmm. And Humpty. And Humpty himself. And we are talking about the Oscar award-winning classic, Nothing But Trouble. And by Oscar award-winning, I mean pretty much only by my standards and no one else in the entire world. This movie, if you want to say, is probably 
a horrible movie that is so horrible, it's great. And this is, again, as we talked about, your kind of your weird ups and downs, but many downs and sideway turns when it comes to uh, that Cabin in the Woods movie. So, nothing but trouble. Let's get real with what it really is about. It is about a man by the name of Chris Thorne. Now, he is a very big publisher for, I believe, Times Magazine, something like that. He Thorns Weekly for the big paper, whatever it is. He's known to talk about uh, finance. He's a financial publisher. And while he's hosting a big party in his penthouse, he ends up meeting this, this lady. And her name is Diane. And this is played by Demi Moore. And she is upset. She's got to get her way to uh, Atlantic City the next day. And he happens to be heading up that way and said, well, I'd be happy to drive you if you need. And after he has his night there, he goes to bed, wakes up the next day. The car uh, attendant, your valet guy, is outside and he's talking to him. He goes, hey, could you just let her know I'm too hungover? I can't do this. And then. Demi comes downstairs dressed to the nines, ready to go, looking fantastic in this white dress. And he goes, <clears throat> keys, banaka, or whatever it was, you know, giving a little quick spray to yep. the mouth. Just as they're ready to leave, in walk, um, I, I'm going to have to get the names right on this. It's Felsto and uh, Rinalda Squirinzu, or Shinzu, something like that. Who are you calling a Jew? So, they are Brazilian clients of Chevy Chase. And And annoying. They hate them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And he was like, but you're going to Atlantic City? Chris, we're going to go with you, man. Let's go. And they load up everything in the car. They get in. And he goes, here, Chris, put this tape on, man. Puts a cassette tape in. Let's chonga. We're already off to a great start with this, right? And so while they're on the road, you know, everybody's just shooting the shit. They're uh, just, you know, eating. Funny enough as he's using, uh, Chevy Chase is using an electric shaver while he's driving. I love that part. But he just kind of rolls through a stop sign in a town where they finally show you the sign, Vulcanvania. And, you know, while they're going through, all of a sudden the cop lights and siren hits and even the old speaker, uh, we need you to pull over to the side of the road. And Falsto in the back, Chris, you got a BMW, lose him. And they start just driving recklessly, and he's trying to, to leave him. And they finally get caught up with your cop, John Candy. Okay, not bad. So we're in Vulcanvania here, and he goes, well, sir, you're going to have to go to the town reeve, the justice of the peace to plead your case right now and you know you'll be on your way so you have to follow behind john candy and his partner will follow behind you which is um oh man what is her name i'm gonna forget it right now but she's been in uh oh valerie broomfield she plays miss perda you and i talked about her she was in uh who's harry crumb as well yep so gets to this uh this god-awful what looks like a dump, like an abandoned place where you just bring all your trash. Um, One of my favorite parts is you see, like, just 
a statue of a of a, a, a dolphin. He and he goes, huh? This, this is supposed to be where Flippers died, and the Brazilians and Matt go, Flippers dead, which is <laughs> still one of my favorite parts for some reason. And then it says no cussing, and he goes, shit. So they're going through, and they finally get in, and they meet a 106-year-old judge played by Dan Aykroyd, and his name is Judge Alvin. Um, Okay. He's real just raggedy looking, and but then he kind of seems like he's okay, all right, and then he's kind of pleading his case, or Chevy Chase is pleading his case with him. Ah, oh, we were just speeding. Um, it, it, he goes, ah, let me, let me get everybody's ideas here. And he goes, and you are? He goes, Char- uh, Chris Thorne, Thorne's Weekly. He goes, ah, banker. No, 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 no I'm a financial publisher. Okay, banker. And he likes to keep calling him a banker. He hates yep. bankers. And then he goes, well, we'll get you out of here in a couple of days. And Chevy Chase starts running his mouth in every way like he's ever done and everything else, right? And boom, the floor opens and they just drop down into a basement that has all these squeak toys, which is hysterical. Um, As they're moving, you just hear a bunch of squeak toys, like dog chew toys. So... Chevy Chase and Demi Moore are arguing with each other. The Brazilians are pissing them off. So John Candy says, all right, I'm going out. I'm going to go out for a smoke. He leaves, and while he's out, he pulls over these thugs. Now this is going to get a little weirder for you guys. Here we go. The one thug, (laughs) played by Daniel Baldwin, one of the Baldwins, right? Love this part. They are clearly on something. They're like more than alcohol. They're all fucked up. And he has him get out of the car <laughs> and he goes, you're uh, you seem like you're drunk, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to blow. And he goes, blow you to get out of a ticket. <laughs> no way. And I'm like, I love that line. I've always wanted to say it to a cop. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. No, no. But like Daniel Baldwin pulls like a, a six shot little pistol or revolver out into his face. And then candy pulls out a, like a, double mag kind of machine gun to his face gets him back to the to the uh the courthouse or the, the with the reeve the justice of the peace there and he meets where all these uh drunk people end up meeting judge elvin and it gives them just a little bit different of a treatment because of how they're acting. They don't give a shit. And it's funny. And he goes, let's see. You got your, your knives, your guns, your pills, your spoons, your crack cocaine, your pot, which is hysterical. And then he goes, everybody step on up to the bench. And then he hits a button and they all take off on a, what do you call it? Um, Like a, like a fast moving floor slide. Yeah. I, I, I like a, almost like a treadmill, if you will. And they all slide into this uh, kind of like a, a roller coaster ride. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. And it's Bone Crusher. And as they go through this entire thing, they, they go through a spot where all they do is get chomped up. And all you see is all their bones come flying out into a giant pile filled with bones. We may only be about 30 minutes into this movie, which is fantastic. <laughs> it gets weirder. Because now... One of the sheriffs, that lady comes down, get on up here for supper. They all go up for supper where Judge Alvin is lowered down in his chair. 
And they're all at a giant table where they have a train that passes around all your sides, hors d'oeuvres, all the little things. Kind of funny. And they go, okay, well, she's going to be bringing in the food. And you go, it's dogs. We're having dogs. Uh, they're, they're serving dog? Oh, hot dogs. Prize winners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watching him eat a hot dog is hysterical. Um, and then comes out his granddaughter, Eldona, who is played by John Candy. Oh, that's right. Yep. So now John Candy's at two rolls. We're off to a good start liking that. Good for him. And then as they're having dinner, <laughs> Fausto, the Brazilian guy, gets pissed off because Judge Alvin stops the train that's going around and flicks a pickle at his head. And he goes, I have to get out of here. Me and my sister. The whole time I thought this was his uh, wife, I think, at, at first when you first start watching this movie. But they're brother and sister. Um <laughs> I will not have my sister sit at a table with a tick with a pickle flinging thing. And they leave, they get out of there, and to get out of the place as they're running through, they have to go through an entire shit gully. And they keep going, it's a palo. And they all have to go through that where they meet John Candy on the other side, who helps them now escape. So now all they have left are Chevy Chase and Demi Moore. And now all of a sudden while they're hanging in their bedroom. A door opens. Well, that can't be trustworthy. Well, let's go through it anyway, because it's like, uh, I don't know, this is a really crazy, I don't know. I, I don't even know what you kind of compare this movie to. You can't. You can't. And then they're in the hallway, and all of a sudden the wall just starts coming from one side to the other, ready to squish them up against a wall. Chevy Chase pulls her into a room, and they finally go up to this attic where they see nothing but licenses and clippings. Uh, like uh, newspaper clippings of people who had probably been here before. One being Jimmy Hoffa. (laughs) And they're all bankers. That was another thing. They see a door open. It's a slide. They both go down the slide. The downfall is one, or as Demi Moore goes down left, he hits right in the center and does a flip and goes down another complete route. And when he does... He ends up right next to Judge Alvin's bedroom, looking in with a peephole. <sighs> Judge Alvin takes his hair off, then sits at the mirror, looking pretty much right where Chevy Chase is, looks at the mirror and goes, ah, it was a good looking fella. And then rips his nose off. He has like a prosthetic nose over his face, and all you see is just like the bone. It's really fucking gross. And I failed to mention earlier, case i forgot his nose is shaped <laughs> like what odm uh, i would say uh, very close to a dong very close it is the entire mushroom head is the end of his nose for some reason this prosthetic nose is a dick it's never even mentioned it's just seen now demi moore on the other hand goes oh my god there's the car the beamer yes but it's dead and she walks over and finds these two disgusting guys who look like they should have been in the movie The Whale. They they are named Bobo and Little Debo. They are grandsons of Alvin, and they're not allowed in the house. They have oil all over them. They're sweaty looking. They look like giant 
huge, fat yep. man babies. Mm-hmm. They're wearing just diapers and have bald heads with a little bit of hair on top. And in case you didn't know that, or in case you uh, thought John Candy's the only one playing two roles, Dan Aykroyd is Bobo. <laughs> they end up just playing cards with her, so not not too much. But then now we go back to that other cop that's still left because John Candy took off. And she brings in her next victims that she has pulled over. <laughs> Digital Underground featuring Humpty himself, Tupac Shakur, and the rest of the band. Fine-looking women. And at this point, Eldona has captured Chevy Chase and has been kind of hanging with him for the last little bit. And the judge has been like, I think you should marry my granddaughter. But first, he has to deal with these this gang, this rap group, and he doesn't know what they're really like. And he starts talking to him, and he goes, so you're a gang. No, man, we're a hip-hop group. Oh, well, bring your instruments in. I got to see what you guys are all about. And they start playing all around the world, same song. Fucking love that jam. And then, as they're really getting in, you got Humpty doing his part. You got Tupac singing. Dan Aykroyd all of a sudden hits a button. This goddamn grand piano comes out from behind him, a huge organ, and he starts playing the solo to this song. What the fuck is going on in this movie? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it a horror? Because I'm seeing everything. (laughs) And now these guys are going to play the wedding of Chevy Chase and Eldona. Again, Eldona, John Candy's second part, the granddaughter. We see that as she's coming down in a wedding dress. (laughs) I love it. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) We tie the knot. Tie, tie the knot. And I loved it because after he says yes or whatever, it, Digital Underground's trying to leave. And I think it was something goes, it's okay, man. I was nervous on my wedding night too. But Alvin's pissed off at how Chevy Chase acted in front of him. And he goes, you embarrassed me in front of my granddaughter. Sends him into Bone Crusher and somehow escapes it. He's the only man that goes all the way through. Like the fan belt broke at the just at the right time so he could get through and not get his bones crushed. Falling in all of the giant stack of bones. But now, Eldona has now captured Demi Moore and has set her up to a giant uh, plank on the ground or like a big flat bed. And she is about to crush her with like three huge giant, I don't know, like s- snow blades that you would have on a plow. Something I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And just as she's about to get killed, Chevy Chase saves her. They go back to Jersey or to New York and start into Manhattan and explain this to the cops. And they're like, you got to be kidding me. This seems really weird, but yeah, we're with you. So (laughs) it should be the end, right? (laughs) They get there with the cops, the SWAT. I mean, everything. Elvin opens the door wearing a bib that has like stains all over it. And he goes, who are you? Why are you bothering an old man? I was like, <laughs> and he goes, there, and they, Chevy Chase is like, that's it. You're caught. You're done. And he goes, you should look behind you. And all the cops just go, <laughs> hi, Alvin. <laughs> They're all cool about it. But the problem is this house, this land is on an old 
oil mining field that have explosions randomly. And, well, it finally is caving in. And just as they all get out of there, Chevy Chase and Demi Moore are finally safe. They're back at their apartment. He's seeing on TV, on the news, they're showing that Vulcanvania is completely done. But they go, but we do have a man over here who who did survive, and he's he's rummaging through his things. And he goes, oh, that's okay. We're going to go live with my grandson-in-law because he's married to Aldona now. See you soon, banker. I need a fucking sequel. This is almost as screwy as the ending to Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Dude, it's just such a weird movie. And I like, look at it. It's not like a, if you really want to watch a movie, you probably would have stopped this already and not listened. But there's just so many random things. I mean, from John Candy playing two parts, Ackroyd playing two parts, Bobo and Little Devil are a little weird. But then all of a sudden you got Tupac making his on screen debut. Um, I think this is. No? Mm, I think it is. Yeah, I think this is before Juice, around the time of Juice. Yeah, it's just excellent movie. Excellent, excellent <laughs> movie. Um, Demi got Actress of the Year. Um, actually, no, John Candy took that for Aldona. Jesus. Oh, no, it's fun. Like I said, I'm totally going to try to watch this again. I might even try to watch it today. I think I'm going to have to as well, just to rewatch it. And, you know... And I, I'm sure I probably skipped some crazy parts and fun parts, but that's the best part of this movie is just the ups and downs, the twists and turns. The sarcasm of Chevy Chase, just like in any other movie, um, it, it's it's just so good. It, I don't know. It, it Something about the judge, you just, you're rooting for him in a weird way. Even though he's like a clear, like, just piece of shit at killing people. You're like, what else is he going to do? And all of a sudden, just like I said, just starts playing the organ in the middle of all around the world. Um, I love it. I have that. Yeah, no, I love that song. No, it's a good <laughs> tune. It's a classic. Uh, yeah, I don't even think Tupac. Now I climb around when I hang around. With I don't the even think Tupac Sorry. was Tupac at this point. He was just a, a cast member of the underground, pretty much. No, they call him in this. They uh, He goes, while I rock this, Tupac's going to shock a lock of this. No, I'm sure his name was Tupac, but I mean, I don't think he's the star that everybody knows. Oh, no, no, no. He's he just, yeah, yeah, no, no. He's the, uh, yeah. okay. Um, whoever else was in D12 with Eminem. <laughs> everybody that was in D12. <laughs> this is, a, you ever see a movie called Freaked? It has the guy from Bill and Ted. It's not Keanu Reeves. It's the other guy. He's in it. Randy Quaid plays some mad yeah. scientist who like injects people with like radioactive material to turn them into freak shows for his personal freak show that he charges admission to. It's it's another up the it's up the alley with this with less famous people in it. You're gonna you're gonna have to watch that. That's gonna have to be a movie of the week. Toss it on the list. Pick them up. <laughs> Pick them up. Been a fun one. I am excited because next week it's going to be our go home show for WrestleMania. And what's big about this one is we're bringing you not only in our top topic, are we going to bring you our own predictions? But let's be honest, some of them, I think the writing is on the wall with pretty much a lot of the matches as to how they're going to play out. I don't see Edge losing. I don't see Asuka losing. I don't see Rhea Ripley losing. But then again, hmm. wrestling. But next week, you know, it's funny how things can be interpreted. Um, 
Last week, there was a thing that began through a tweet where someone said, take certain matches of every WrestleMania and make the ultimate card. I think it was that ba- uh, Sap guy, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. Um, And I decided to make our own version. So I said to you, ODM, let's make the greatest WrestleMania card. You make yours, I'll make mine. You can only use each wrestler once. You can only, you know, but it has to be matches from the past. And then you told me one of your matches, and I was like, bro, that never has happened. <laughs> like, ever. And I think you and I realized that interpretation. You went fantasy. I went taking a real all-time WrestleMania card. So guess what? We're doing that. Next week, we're showing you both. Not both of ours each. I'm going to be doing the all-time WrestleMania card of matches that have existed. And ODM is putting together the all-time fantasy WrestleMania card. We've both presented our cards to each other already. I'm excited about this. It's actually going to be a fun show next week. It's all WrestleMania. I'll be having that (laughs) the entire time going. Um, I'm excited for next week. Hope you guys are too because it's WrestleMania, baby. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. One, two, three, four, five, ODM. My lover boy tape is missing. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, the doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. It's in the air. (laughs) It is in the air.